Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, you guys. So I don't normally do this as much as I want to, but today it's kind of needed. I need to rant just a little bit. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. B-I-G. It's just getting ridiculous. And I seen the first time I ever had to deal with any type of people on drugs, it was my wife and her boyfriend. So, you know, naturally, uh, I came home from work and I started hearing some moaning from my bedroom. And I had to go figure it out what, what was going on. So I went in there and I said, ba-boom, boom, bam! I shot up in that door like that and the door flung open. And I seen, guess what I saw? I saw them with a double-sided with their smashed together. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. And now, I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Tuesday morning, the 21st of August. Ladies and gentlemen, the return of the monkey. What's up? How about that? After an exciting few days away, how are you? So much dust flying up. There was a lot of dust, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I helped helped someone move, and um, I thought about it last week. I was going, yeah. It'll be kind of nice to not have to get up and come in and do the job. Right. You know, maybe three, four days. going to be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, a few days yeah. off. Yeah, sleep right. in. Oh, my God. The first day I was like, I want to go back to work right yeah, now. Yeah, you were busy. moving blows. Oh, it's terrible. No. You know what? That's why you don't do it. That's why you hire right. young men and women mm. who do that for a living to do it. You give the, you. There's an exchange of currency, and then they provide that service for you so that you don't have to lift a finger. Should have done that. That's the only way to go. The first day I wanted to come back to work immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's real bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad, right? Yeah, that's tough. So anyway, I'm glad to be back. All right. How do you like our studio? It's beautiful. It's Isn't really it? nice. Yeah. It's, uh... I had to change studios today because we're moving to another building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're picking up all of the equipment in our normal studio and just taking it over to the other building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to drop it in some closet somewhere right. where, where we're going to work. But for four to six weeks now, we have to work in this janky studio, which is about 50% as good as the one we used to be in. Which was janky. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, K-Rock has been in this building for about, what, 17, 18 years or yeah. something like that. And they're getting ready to, they sold the building, they're going to tear it down. So they're, uh, the station is moving to a new location. And, um, you know, we've been telling you that we're practically the only people left in the building. Yeah. I mean, you could skateboard down the hall and you wouldn't run into anybody. But, uh... <sighs> this is a dump. Yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> in, a, we're in a closet. <laughs> we're in a closet <laughs> inside a of a dump. 
exactly. And it is, uh, it's not clean. I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. A, we're all going to die of some lung infection of yep. asbestos no or whatever we get in mm-hmm. here. I believe that. And B, uh, there are going to be um, 10 times the normal of mistakes, the, the normal number of mistakes mm-hmm. that we I'm make I'm afraid so. Yeah. I'm afraid so. So we got that they, going for us. They kind of had to retrofit nice. this room for our show as well. And Allie walked in first thing and realized there's a lot of stuff that still hasn't been done. You should have seen mm. her uh, ordering her uh, her Mexican assistant around. Okay, A, I don't have an assistant. And well, apparently B, you do. Because... I just asked if Ruben could find a ladder because they literally had lights shining at your face to the point where then you'd look away and the room just went to black dots everywhere. Oh, sweet. So it's like having spotlights shining at your face as you're trying to work on a computer and, and look things All up. All I'm saying is that when manual labor needed to be done, Ali instantly thought, oh, let's get the Mexican to do it. That's all I know. Well, he also is the only one here right now. <laughs> There's that. Literally the only one here. So, All right. Well, we'll see how it goes, I guess. But welcome back, uh, Kevin. Thank you. Um, interesting story to get us started. I think this is one that a lot of people are going to uh, relate to. Perhaps it's happened to you or someone you know. She's quite the sensation on the Internet. Her name is Claire Dalton. She had been engaged for about uh, six months. It doesn't say in this article. Maybe I could read uh, deeper on her Facebook post of 1,860 words where she described why she had to call off her wedding one week before the date of the ceremony. Oh, man. She uh, had been uh, engaged for six months, like I said. She said, I'm that girl that spent six months with a ring on my finger, that girl that planned an entire wedding, only to find out a week prior that it was all a lie. What happened one week before the wedding? She picked up her fiancé's phone and saw that he had been watching porn on it. And? And she said that goes completely against her idea of love being true and pure, and it should be governed by God's law. She is a Mormon, and she said she felt sick to her stomach, and she knew that her entire relationship was a lie. How could he look at the woman he claimed to love so dearly straight in the eyes with this lie going on behind her back? I never knew until that moment how unconsciously cold a single person could be. So she showed him the door. She said, I wanted to scream. I wanted to cry. I wanted to kick and punch the wall. But at that moment, I felt paralyzed. I had a sudden frightening sensation of someone grasping at my neck as if someone or something was attempting to suffocate me to death. By the way, he's watching porn. Right. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, uh, you know, something illegal. Right. Right. I was, was waiting it? for an example because we have Mr. Bad Example today. I thought yeah. you were going to come with one right there. <laughs> right there. I thought, here it comes. Well, I was just thinking, you know, you see the guy, you know, animal torture or some sort of abuse or murder or, you know, something else that you don't know about him that mm-hmm. is, you know, a, an actual deal breaker. Right. I understand her concern. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. Everything felt lonely. Everything reminded me of him. I felt sick to my stomach. I felt traumatized. I felt worthless. I felt incredibly afraid. It just goes on and on and on. Now, to be fair, some of what she's describing, as I said at the top, is may sound familiar to some people. There are people who have to get over that hump in the relationship. There are women who say, oh, I'm not good enough for you, or oh, you don't really love me, or oh, you wish I looked more like that. I do understand that sometimes there's a conversation to be had when the porn question comes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But does it seem to you like that's the type of thing maybe you call off a whole wedding for? It seems to me like he just dodged a huge bullet. Yeah, for sure. Here's the thing. She's Mormon, correct? Yes. What uh, is this in Utah? Or does it say? It doesn't say in the okay. article. I tried to find. It's on an Australian news site, but that's no telling where it is. Okay, I will tell you this. When I lived in Utah, it was the year that the governor put into action a porn czar. I'm sorry. That's what the name was, a porn czar. Did you say porn czar? Sure did. Somebody was hired to curb Utah's appetite with porn. It was a a moral dilemma. The whole state was at stake. It's really, it's nuts. But every time we see the the lists from, you know, Pornhub or whoever, Mm -hmm. isn't Utah very near the close for highest percentage of of using porn? Sure is. It's not working. But yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, right. the czar wasn't good. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Claire said, uh, yes, she is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She says her religion brings her great joy and, hosp- and uh, happiness. But while thousands disagreed with her decision to leave her partner and her views on love, she said, I saw no other solution. One thing I want to point out is that true love does not and cannot exist unless it is governed by God's law. That includes chastity, fidelity, loyalty, and honesty. Without those things, true love does not exist. She's but so she- lucky she called that off. Yeah. Here's uh, here's your favorite part, Allie. Mm-hmm. One week before the wedding, right? So she calls it off. She called all 300 people that had been invited mm. personally on the phone mm. to say, I called off the wedding because I found porn on yeah. his phone. I was also thinking about that. Everybody at his church and his stake, whatever, they all now look at him and sure. he's going to be shunned within his own church. That she's is, a monster. She's a monster. Yeah, agreed. That's but ridiculous. How long do you think she talked to each of those 300 people? Hours. <laughs> Hours. <laughs> I mean, could it have been kept inside the relationship? Is it possible that they could have called off the wedding and not maybe shamed him for life? With Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Of course, that's an option. Well, I will tell you that it is uh, oh, the uh, her feedback on her post, her eighteen hundred and sixty word post. By the way, her feedback is very much against her and mm-hmm. her decision that she overreacted. But you know, she's got to follow her her truth, and if that's if that ruined it for her, I mean, I guess she's certainly free to do that. But it was a, a little bit of a surprising plot twist. He becomes the biggest porn star ever, makes gazillions of dollars, buys the church she belongs to, kicks her out. Wow. I don't, it's yeah. a long way to go, but it, okay. It's a long deal, but I don't worth believe there's, there's anything in here to suggest that. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Oh, my God. Do I have to? Sure. What's uh, what's Omar the soccer ref? This worries me. Well, this is for you Mm -hmm. because Omar has volunteered to be a referee at his daughter's soccer league. He's so dumb. Well, when you hear the story, you're gonna you're gonna really honor Omar. He oh, stepped it up in a big way. God, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. terrible position yeah. to be well, in. Well, that's one of the reasons why we saved this story to UK back because we know you have a lot of experience oh. with the kids' soccer. And, and the kids' uh, parents are the problem yeah. most of the time. Yeah, well he's one of those parents yep. who's gonna be inserting himself into the situation and not in ways you might expect. Um, hmm. Yeah. Huh? What? Take another no, no, run no. at that. No, not like that. <laughs> what? I said insert himself into the situation, meaning he's going to take out a role in the mm-hmm. soccer hierarchy, but he's I got see. ulterior motives. Gotcha. Uh, Allie, dream interpreter. Yeah. 
I'm excited. Did yeah. you become good at this since I left How five days ago? How dare you? I was good then. It right, was like I was I honing my skills then, but I now, whoo. So what happens? People will call, yeah. tell you about their dream, and then you'll tell them I'll what it means? I'll let them know what it means and what to expect later in life. It's almost like a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> and you, uh, you have training in this or? No. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Uh, it, just animals- comes, it just comes to you. Yeah. Okay. Animal stories on the mm-hmm. show today. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Bad Example. How dare you? It's a good batch. It's going to yes. be a good batch. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Tuesday morning, Allie's first look at what's happening. So what's happening? Sorry. How are you doing? How are you? I have... Uh, all the wires were underneath each other, and I have... Hi. I think this is going to be smooth. (laughs) I think it already is. (laughs) Oh, goodness. It's a lot smoother than Marilyn Manson's night on Saturday in Houston. What what happened? I saw the headlines, but did not dig deep because, you know, Marilyn Manson. Well, he collapsed on stage in front of a nearly sold-out crowd. Oh, no. Apparently, he was also late taking the stage for his portion of the joint performance with Rob Zombie that they're doing. And according to the Houston Press, photographers were ushered out of the pit just prior to the show starting. They were told that Manson was feeling ill and didn't want his photo taken. And I'm thinking, if he's feeling ill and I'm in the pit, mm-hmm. that could come right at me. Yeah, true. Depending right. on what it is. Sure. I'm getting out of the pit. So they did. Turns out, um, a lot of great showmanship really tried to put on a great face. But you could tell something was wrong. He was super low energy, appeared weak, and was using his mic stand for support at times. Yeah, not a good situation. He was able to take to Twitter later in the night to reveal he ended up in the care of doctors, thanked the city for sticking with him. No cause for the rocker's illness has been revealed, but rumors say it was a combination of food poisoning and heat exhaustion. Oh! Mm. Both of those suck. Yeah. Both of those together, I'd be laying on the ground getting maybe a... Uh, out, <laughs> that, was, uh, you know? that was a real show must go on moment if he uh, was fighting through both of those. Absolutely. Whew. Could have been a disaster. If you know what I'm saying. Right? Right? You can't help that. Right. Sometimes it's both. Right. Ends, you know? Sure. On that toilet with a little trash can right in your lap. Right. I think we all understand. Do you know what food poisoning is? Yes. Very well, actually. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) By the way, uh, Kevin, you'll appreciate this. We had our friend uh, Rob Cordry yesterday. Love him. We do, too. And we were talking about the uh, the last time he was scheduled just last year when he had to cancel on us. And we had quite the discussion about uh, it was po- it was poopy problems. Yeah. I'm sorry. And you had quite the discussion about that? We did. Well, I, Why? Said, I said, you know, you could have done a phoner from the toilet. And then the more we discussed it, the more we realized that that might have been Mm-mm. awkward as well. Yeah. Somebody so. says poopy problems, which, right. by the way, has never been said in the history of human civilization. Oh, he said it. He that's, how, yeah. that's how he describes yeah. it. As soon yeah. as he says that, though, zero follow-up questions. You just let go. Move on. Well, the weird thing was, remember, he, he didn't show up. Right. And apparently, we hadn't heard from the publicist. We kept calling. We tweeted him jokingly. Then we, we claimed he was just dead for sure. the whole show. Sure. And it was weird. I never heard that the publicist called back. So I said to him at the beginning of that, of the segment, I said, I was terrified for you. And the look that crossed his face was like, 
really? And then when he said, oh, no, I just had the poopies. I was like, okay, well, that, why would I be terrified for you <laughs> if everybody knew you had the poopies? Except for me. I didn't get the poopy memo is what no. I'm saying. Okay. He was delightful, though. Lovely. Always is. Lovely man. I didn't see the VMAs last night. I was out. I was very busy. Sure. Like I do on a Monday night. But uh, quite the talk, first of uh, Camilla Cabello winning um, the Artist of the Year mm-hmm. up against Beyonce, Jay-Z. Who else was she? I, I can stop there. That's enough just to right, know, wait, that's what? Enough already. Uh, Childish Gambino, I think, was in that category, Gambino, too. okay. That's well, it. I mean, I don't want to suggest that she was the only one of them who was there. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, really? I do really? wonder about that sometimes, but... You know, that was a huge, huge video. She became a real big star this year, and it was it was a good video, too. Sure. Havana, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Havana, yeah. And she was lovely. Right. Um, I saw a lot of chatter when I got home about Madonna. Yeah. Apparently, she wasn't giving a tribute to Aretha Franklin. She was supposed to just present the award for video of the year, but she took that as the time to speak of Aretha, and by speak of Aretha, talk about Madonna. She talked about herself for. Ever interesting, just choice. kept going and yeah. going. Then she told another story about mm. her, and but how Aretha? Oh no, did, uh, no! I no? think there may have been one reference to Aretha Franklin. Who there was a huge picture behind Madonna standing no. there, but Madonna was all about Madonna. I mean, I can summarize the 20 minutes in the story was about her auditioning for some producers by singing an Aretha Franklin song. That was the connection there. But that, that it was the full connection. That's it. That was it, yeah. But it really, it went through every step of her moving from Detroit to New York and auditioning as a dancer and trying to make it. And th- this didn't no. work and that didn't work. And eventually yeah. I did. Yeah, it was definitely all about Madonna. It was the most tone-deaf moment of the whole night. And by the way, we were having a discussion yesterday about, because we heard there was going to be some Aretha tribute, about who in today's pop world could pay tribute by in song to mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin. And I did, guess they didn't do it? Nope. I guess well, MTV just decided there was nobody who could even try. I think that was a smart move. I think maybe, maybe. Jennifer Hudson? Was she there? Yeah, we well, mentioned that yesterday. Yeah. I think she would have. Uh, she certainly could have pulled it off. She did for Whitney after uh, after Whitney passed away right before the Grammys. I think, I think she, she could have. She wouldn't have been as good, but it would have been a good right. tribute. I think. It would have been a, a real, yeah. It would have been a reasonable tribute. Yeah. But she's kind of out of MTV. I mean, she has no face tattoos, so right. I don't, I'm not mm. sure she's even on you know in MTV's orbit anymore. Right. Yeah, that's true. My friend Leslie Grossman tweeted last night. All I'm doing watching. The MTV Video Awards is looking at my tween saying, please don't tattoo your whole face. Please don't tattoo your whole face. <laughs> the uh, funniest tweet I saw about the Madonna speech last night was from some, some viewer who said, uh, does Madonna know she didn't die? That was Katie Nolan. <laughs> oh, that was it? my okay. friend Katie. Yes, I saw That's that awesome. too. That's what made me start searching. I was like, what did Madonna do? I saw a couple of other tweets that made me think that was the Aretha Franklin tribute. It wasn't I think the- a lot of people thought it was. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I looked it up because I was like, why is she doing the tribute? Right. It was. I think it was the Aretha Franklin It was. Tribute. That's okay. why they had all those pictures and stuff ready to go when Madonna she came out. She was presenting the award for video of the year, but then... Mm decided she would be the conduit to speak a little of Aretha. Very little. Yeah. Yeah. It was disappointing. Well, that's too bad. It wasn't great. And so not in character. She's never done that before. Right? (laughs) And I didn't remember it, but there were other uh, listeners I heard from who said that she completely botched the Prince tribute, too. That's exactly what I was referring to. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Let's not have her do tributes. Maybe, no. All right. 
boy, if that was a, if that was supposed to be a full on tribute to Aretha Franklin, that's yeah. a giant fail. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. All right, some birthdays for you, Hayden Panettiere. I like to say that name. It's fun, right? Sure. Who's with me? All right. Uh-huh. Serge Tankian, frontman, System of a Down, right? Yep. Let's get them all back together playing <laughs> tons of shows. That'd be cool. I think they're playing a few, but oh. not anything like we need as a people. Casey Musgraves, you love her being right. <gasps> so much. I thought you did. And Bo Burnham. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Hey, it's uh, Tuesday morning here on the Kevin and Bean Show. We have a thing called the Afro Line. It's available for you 24-7. It's our voicemail here on the show at 323-520-AFRO. You can call us on any topic, and you do. I was out for a couple of days that our friend Jensen Carp filled in, mm-hmm. and uh, some rave reviews. I was enjoying Jensen Carp on this show. Until he sided with Bean on Friday. Oh. Now I hate him. Oh, sure. Kevin, <laughs> it was real ugly. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Because it was just me and Chip against those two. Yeah. And then Kat came in and she said, it depends on who sang it. And right. I said, it's I- Bean. And she said, oh, no. And I'm like, thank God for you, Kat Corbett. <laughs> because all women vote against Bean. That's what I've just learned. <laughs> Happy Friday, da, 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 da. Nope. Happy mm. Friday, da, 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 da. Nope. Although I don't mind it as much from that guy. Not as much, yeah. As I do from Bean. Um, here's, we did a topic of if you could go back in time and give yourself some advice. Hey guys, uh, I was calling because if I could go back in time to talk to myself, give some really good advice, it would be always double check the door lock all right i'm gonna let you guess always check the door lock what what does he say next before Uh, you have sex okay bean um because a raccoon might let himself into your home Mm. (laughs) jot that one down (laughs) we're doing mr bad example later today thank you for adding to next time no here's the answer why he needs to lock the door or masturbating. Okay. Oh. Same. And then he yeah. follows it up with something else. What does he follow it up with? Uh, when your grandma's staying at your house. At grandma's. Oh! Yes! At grandma's. I mean, he's not even at home. How does Bean wow. guess that one? Wow. <laughs> well, right? Like it, like it hasn't happened multiple times. <laughs> um, he was masturbating at grandma's. That's the least sexy place on the planet is your grandma's house. Uh, you don't know. Maybe his grandma's hot. That's possible, I don't I think he's... Okay. All right. You don't know. You don't. All right. Right? We were just talking about location, not <laughs> mm. inspiration. Let's move on. Okay. Bong bong. Bong bong. Bong bong. Bong bong. That was a whole party of bong bong. It was. Yeah. And how are the birds? They're not great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, podcast listeners, you guys rule. You bring up topics that we may have brought up a, a little while ago. The last time we talked uh, about pickup lines. Mm-hmm. This guy just heard that and called back. So, yeah, I'm just listening to the podcast. Heard the uh, segment on the pickup line. So I meet this girl, and I said, uh, what's your what's your nationality? She said, I'm Filipino. I said, no, baby, you're jalapeno. <laughs> and she was still jalapeno the next morning. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. I mean, do we believe the guy? I respect I, it. All right. I hope it works. I, I love that. <laughs> then we talked about words that we had difficulty with, and one of them that Bean had pr- a problem with is Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Antarctica, yes. 
And uh, that made this game. Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm calling from somewhere that's a lot closer to the location, but it's called Antarctica. There are two T's in it, not Antarctica. When a stupid American's going to be stopping so damn stupid? I can't promise you anything on that. Is it weird that any dude from New Zealand could call me stupid and I'd be like, say it some more? <laughs> just because you love <laughs> I, just, the accent. I love it so much. This guy brings up a good point. I love it so much. For those of you that listen at 530. Hey, hey, hey. I'm really glad everybody had a good weekend. Um, do I have time to do the thing? Yes! <laughs> you have time to do the thing. <laughs> There's always time for the thing. <laughs> Don't even act. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look. Look, I know what you're saying is we at, when the show starts at 5.30, we have four and a half hours ahead of us, so it's possible we have time for my story that mm-hmm. I bring in. But, but some, we always do. No, yeah. but sometimes... Have we ever said no? Ever. Possibly not. But just the thing. But sometimes, though, we get involved in, you know, just catching up and chit-chat and stuff, and then I worry that we've spent too much time, and then we're going to run out of time for the thing, because I don't want to screw up the clock for the rest of the hour. Sir, thoughts? Just do it! Okay. Just do it. Do the thing. All right. Just hey. do the thing. Right. Got it. Oh, man. Podcast listener. Hey, Bean. Hey, Bean. Hey, Bean. Hey, Bean. Look. look yes. Look. Look. Yes. Bean. Look. Yes. Nipple boy. Yeah, let's make a stick. Nipple, nipple boy. boy, nipple boy, nipple, nipple boy. boy, nipple boy. That's a weak chant at best. I, yeah. How am I, nipple boy, is this from the Mardi Gras photo from last year? Well, I assume so, unless okay. there's others we don't know about. <laughs> but what does I am, he know? I, am, uh, I was featured in this week's Nipple Monthly. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you do that or not. Uh, this is a, somebody that's angry at being for a strange reason. Hi, this is podcast listener uh, Shane. I just want to say, uh, Bean, you're a jerk. Um, I was driving back from Sacramento, and you played the uh, smoke detector uh, sound effect. My dog absolutely hates it. Uh, he, I don't know if you know what this means, but he anal glanded in the car. <gasps> uh, it, and I'm in the middle cleaning out my brand new truck. Thanks, Bean. Oh. I appreciate it. Oh my God! No! Wow. Don't Why do would that. you do it again? When your dog anal glands, oh, man, stop you, it. Oh, you man. might just have to sell that car, dude. Right? It's new. It was new. So sorry. Wow. Yeah. Hi. This message is for Donna. Hey, Donna. I'm calling about your husband. <laughs> you know the guy who called a pedophile his personal lord and savior. I just wanted to let you know that he was on the air a little bit ago bragging about a book he just ordered on Amazon where. It I don't know, it details how to drug, abduct, and probe men. (laughs) All I'm saying is that you might want to invest in some security cameras around the house because you never know when you might need evidence. Okay. Let's go down. Just for some background here so there's no misunderstanding, the book is about a guy who was abducted by aliens and he was drugged and probed. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. it's not a how-to manual on how I can do it. It's how it was done to this poor sap. Kevin, Bean, Allie, uh, just listened to the interview you did with the alien guy. And Kevin was talking about um, unidentifiable lights in the sky and uh, you know, UFOs. <laughs> Maybe it's a possible terrorist situation. I guess that's just a question we'll never know the answer Come to. Come on. Hit it, Steve. And now it's time for a moment <laughs> with Kevin. <laughs> it's weird to see people jump from I'm not positive what the answer is to uh, it must be, you know, 
infallible word of God or, you know, uh, in the terrorist you know, <laughs> situations or UFOs, you go, uh, it's unidentified, so it must be alien. And you go, no, it's just maybe a, a question that we'll never know the answer to. That was I have a, a moment yeah. with Kevin. Why do you think after like the 20-minute mark I didn't stop? <laughs> magic. I think we have time for one more, unfortunately. Hey, Kevin, I was passing by little CHP building on the way to Tijuana the other day, and I couldn't help but wonder. You know, last time I checked, CHP sure as I was in Florida. Steve? And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. He was driving 110 miles per hour in Florida and got pulled over by the CHP. And uh, the guy pretty much... Now, why were the California Highway Patrol in Florida? That is a great question. (laughs) That's way out of their jurisdiction. I've never noticed that. That was... like to suggest that we don't give the listeners the power to say hit it, Steve. Uh, Steve has been busy. Right. That, uh, that's a deep cut, man. I right? enjoyed hearing that again. <laughs> a long time. Uh, 323-520-AFRO 24 hours a day. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guacamole on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law when it comes to uh, pop music, there are very few channels that are less relevant than MTV these days. You know, nobody's watching MTV anymore. Yeah, the I don't only... even know what's on there. I think they just have reality shows now. Those are the only things that are working is reality shows. So when the MTV Video Music Awards come around, which used to be a huge pop culture moment, you know, they've lost um, half of their audience in the last three years for wow. that show. Wow. And I I, can't, I don't know. I haven't seen the ratings for last night. But I will tell you that the biggest stars in the world were not there. There was no Bay. There was no Jay. There was no Taylor Swift. There was no Drake. There was no Rihanna. There was no Kendrick Lamar. There was no Childish Gambino. I mean, wow. the list just went on and on. Those are the people that make you want to tune into an awards show. Sure. So they sort of had people that you'd heard of. But a, uh, I watched the whole show, Kevin. Wow. And. and and what? Most you are a glutton for punishment. And most of the, well, part of the reason I watch is the thing that we're going to talk about here is I wanted to see how they handled the Aretha Franklin tribute. But It most was beautiful. Of, most of the show was DJ Khaled just standing around going, New York, give it up, MTV, just screaming like he does. For I couldn't hate anyone more. He's it's, so annoying. He's awful. He seems like a super nice guy, sure. by the way. Sure. And his, his Instagram is fun. He's very mm. positive. No, he's, mm. he's very positive. Right. I, I like that about him. But he contributes nothing 
to anything musical. Nothing. But that was a lot of that. So I wanted to see how they were going to handle the Aretha Franklin It was tribute. beautiful. Only because <laughs> we knew they were going to do it. They announced that they were going to do something with Aretha Franklin. Now, let me before we even get into the tape, let me ask you, does it make any sense to you for MTV, who probably hasn't played an Aretha Franklin video in 30 years, does it make sense for them to even acknowledge Aretha Franklin? She's so far out of their universe for the people that are on that stage and in that audience. Maybe as a mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think MTV has to go as big as a Grammys would, right, obviously. Sure. But I think if you if you leave it out entirely, I think it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. Yeah, well, it the was gra- beautiful. The, <laughs> the Grammys would have taken it seriously. MTV did not. They already had Madonna lined up, apparently, to present the video of the year. So they thought, eh, she's old. Let her do it. <laughs> And I swear, and I swear to God, that's the only reason they had Madonna do it because there's no real connection between Madonna and Aretha Franklin. Okay, right? Really? Is there? Do you think Madonna was at all influenced by Aretha Franklin? I don't. She said she was at one well, point, but yeah. all right. So she gets up, well, and they're she... both from Detroit. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right. no, sure. maybe, okay. maybe that's something. So Madonna gets up, and she in a how long was the speech ultimately, uh, Kevin? Uh, six minutes and twenty eight seconds. And Ooh. how much of that do you reckon was about the Queen of Soul? The first four seconds. <gasps> all right, let's uh, let's go through a little bit of what Madonna had to say in her "Hey, look at me" moment, in the guise of a tribute to another. Aretha Louise Franklin. That's it. By the way, that's it. Mm-mm. changed the course of my life. I left Detroit when I was 18. $35 in my pocket. My dream was to make it as a professional There doctor. goes your Detroit connection, by the way. Okay. That's already out the window. <laughs> she could speed it up a bit. She, she could. could. This yeah. story. She doesn't have to tell it in real time. After years of struggling and being broke, I decided to go to auditions for musical theater. What about Aretha? I heard the pay was better. I had no training or dreams of ever becoming a singer, but I went for it. Right. I got cut and rejected from every audition. But Aretha. Not tall enough, not blend in enough, not 12 octave range enough. What songs did you like by Aretha? She'll come back around, right? (laughs) But Aretha was all those things. Oh. A French disco sensation was looking what? for backup Wait, what? dancers for his... Now we're in France? Now she's saying okay. a France disco producer, who turns out oh. to be George Marauder, was looking for a backup singer. Okay. And she has... Aretha Franklin is way in her rearview mirror now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. World I mean, tour. There's no even kind of, and while I was struggling to make it, Aretha was at the right. top of the charts recording right. one classic album after another. And, and I looked in- at her and I thought, it's possible. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> nope. I thought, why not? The worst that can happen is I can go back to getting robbed, held at gunpoint, and being mistaken for a prostitute in what? my third floor walk-up. What? Walk up. what? Was also a crack house. <laughs> Wait, there was also a it was crack also house? also a crack house. Madonna! And she was mistaken... For a prostitute. What is going on? How much further from Aretha Franklin could we get? <laughs> right. Oh, this story dear. Is insane. That's right. I'm a rebel heart. Yeah. <laughs> Clap for me. Clap for me. So I showed up to the audition and two very large French record producers. Wait, are we still talking about her audition? Daring me to be amazing. Of course. The dance audition went well. What about Aretha? Then they asked me if I had sheet music. And a song prepared. I panicked. Mm-hmm. 
I had overlooked this important And then part. I remembered Aretha's piano that. playing and her gospel roots. I had to think fast. My next meal was on the line. Mm. What about Aretha? Fortunately, one of my favorite albums was Lady Soul. Okay. Oh, all right. Here we okay. go. There it is. We got Yay! it. She mentioned her. Crowd goes wild. I blurted out, you make me feel silence. You make me feel like a natural woman. All right. She named a Boom. song. Okay. Two French guys nodded uh, at me. Back to French guys. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, by Aretha Franklin. Again. Mm-hmm. They looked over at the pianist. He shook his head. I don't need sheet music, I said. I know every word. It's quite a word. tribute to tell a story about I two guys who didn't know who Aretha Franklin was. Right? <laughs> oh. It's going on and on and on. I could see that they did not take me seriously. And why should they? Some skinny-ass white girl is going to come up here and belt out a song by one of the greatest soul singers that ever lived. All right, hold on. Let me, uh, yeah, please do. <laughs> you know, maybe they could have found someone to belt out a song by one of the greatest soul singers that ever lived instead of Madonna telling her life story up on that stage. Oh, what is she saying? All right, more? They said, uh, we will call you one day and maybe soon. <laughs> It's quite a, so quite a French accent. No when I was finished and drenched in nerve sweat, y'all know what that is, right? Nerve sweat? Okay. I think All it's right, let me just say, sweat is what you're <laughs> I think that's what, actually alluding what it's called. to. There's no need for nerve sweat. That's not a thing. There's no need for that to ever be mentioned in a tribute to Aretha Franklin. This, wait, this is a tribute to Aretha Franklin? I think that's originally how it started out, yeah. They said, uh, we will call you one day and maybe soon. So weeks went by and no phone call. <laughs> Finally, the phone rang, and it was one of the producers saying... Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that uh, at this point, Madonna is standing on stage, mm -hmm. and there's a giant stage-sized picture of Aretha Franklin, mm -hmm. which she, barely being mentioned. Right? She clearly doesn't know it's there. Stay right. on target. We don't think you are right for this job. <laughs> More <Okay>. of her accent. <laughs> mother, why are you calling me? <laughs> All right, let's fast forward like, to the part where she talks about Aretha. I Could mean, we hear it? Did. Let's see. Uh, you want Aretha? Yeah, give me the Aretha okay. Chuck. Yeah, because okay. now it comes we're back around. The studio with the greatest George, with the great Giorgio Moroder. All right. And I had no idea who that was, but I, it sounded good. Okay. And I wanted. I'm sorry, I thought that was the part. <laughs> she might still be on stage, you guys. I'm not 100 percent sure. All right, I think this is the part about Aretha here. Because I had not earned the luxury life I was living. Okay. Oh my! It felt wrong. God. They were good people. It's awkward, isn't this it, Allie? It's awkward. So it was six minutes, but at least it seemed like an hour. Jeez. <laughs> oh, not a puppet. All right. I needed okay. to go back home and learn to play guitar. And oh, and by the way, Ruth frankly died. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. Another article just popped up about the Madonna Aretha Franklin tribute from Consequence of Sound. They did the count. Madonna mentioned to herself, made reference to herself by name or I or me, 72 times in her speech. <laughs> she mentioned Aretha Franklin four times in her speech. <sighs> and they also mentioned, I don't think we even talked about this last week, that Donald Trump's uh, tribute to Aretha Franklin. You remember when oh, he said... Oh, I didn't said, see that. Oh, she worked for me on numerous occasions. Oh, right. Said, oh, really? kind of made it a little bit about him a little bit, so... Anyway, I'm just glad Aretha wasn't alive to see what happened on MTV last night. <laughs> Allie is a dream weaver, you guys. Thank you.
She has a skill. I don't know how mm-hmm. we've worked with you for three and a half years now. We just found out you're able to interpret dreams, but uh, well done. Thank you. Thank you. It's something I'm I'm proud of, but I don't want to boast about it. Sure. That's yeah. why we didn't know. Right. Right. And, and is it like uh, other people who have extraordinary abilities, like uh, psychics and whatnot, mind readers? That it's just a skill Magicians. you were bo- born with, yeah. or is it something you had to learn? No, I, th- I feel like I was born with it. I can mm. just tap into people's psyche and you really can. find out what is going on with them. They don't even know it's just it's subconscious and i want to help them do you dream a lot ali i dream all the time bean and uh i'm talking about while you're asleep at night oh okay yeah (laughs) not just the dream you're having now to get off this show but i mean do you wake up in the morning remembering something you've dreamed and are you able to interpret your own dreams of course really what's the most common one you have uh that i'm falling down a well (laughs) (laughs) it's a reoccurring one since i was a little kid and what does that mean uh you feel out of control Mm. there's anxiety you feel like you're falling and there's no one to help you gotcha yeah wow that's uh that's kind of sad good night everybody (laughs) (laughs) oh no we're not done um dave brought you and i think this is what came up as dave came in one one day last week and he said i've had a dream multiple days in a row and wasn't it about the end of the world yeah the apocalypse and how did you help him? Well, he had said that he had multiple dreams, and they were each different types of apocalypse. So right. one, there were zombies chasing him. Another one, it was just all of it led to the end of the world, which means that he feels, again, out of control in his situation. He knows that something is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So all of those things contributing to the end of the world, the zombies, that's an emotional beast. Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Not real sure. Well, you're the one that's supposed to know. Also, he was watching Walking Dead right before he went to bed. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that. either way. Okay. Either way. So, if you're Dave, mm-hmm. and I'm taking you seriously at this point, because yeah. what you're saying actually kind of makes sense to me. Thank if you. you're Dave, should you be worried about either losing this job or breaking up with your longtime girlfriend mm-hmm. Or maybe Rhonda Ruffy running away from right. home or something like that. Like some tragic end of a, a, a ending that he's not foreseeing right now. Well, it's not that he is like in tune to that. It's something he's worried about. So he worried is about. worried okay. about losing his job, losing his much better girlfriend that's totally slumming it situation. <laughs> Way out of he's worried way. about that. Okay. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean it's, yeah, it's going to happen. You're no, not no, predicting it. No, no, no. It's just it. that's his subconscious that's coming out in the form of a zombie. Okay, now we're going to take some calls from listeners at 1-800-520-1067. If you have a dream you have that Allie... crazy Allie's, knack for this. <laughs> if, you, if you have a dream that Allie can interpret for you... Oh, I'd love to. You can call us, mm-hmm. 1-800-520-1067. Do you mind if I share mine from just a couple of nights ago? Sure. Well, now, Chip, hold on, hold on. Chip, do you mind? <laughs> Does it involve any of us? Yeah, can I walk out? Uh, it does involve all of you. Oh, okay. No. All right. It's, no, okay. a wor- it's a work-related dream. Mm-hmm. Is there any sex involved? No. Okay, good. Go all ahead. Right. No, Chip is off the hook this time. Around. Go ahead. Oh, thank God. Although I do still daydream about that night dream. Um, So it's a work dream. And I know a lot of people have work dreams about struggles or frustrations Mm -hmm. or whatever. But this is a, uh, you know, it's very common for for distractors, people on the radio, to have that dream about their scrambling. Kevin, you've had this one where you're scrambling in the studio and you can't reach the next item. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the song has run out and you've got nothing. You can't find the thing you're supposed to play next. I've heard that's a very common dream in radio. Well, mine was like a hundred times that. Okay. Because... 
one thing after another kept happening in the studio. We had already uh, invited people to call in for a phone topic, but then whoever was running the controls, and it wasn't Chip, it was somebody who wasn't normally on our show, whoever was running the controls just kept playing song after song after song, and I kept saying, we have to go back on the radio. It's time for us to talk. We have all these calls on hold that we need to get to. These people are waiting on hold. Let us go back on the radio. Yeah, hold on. I got to play, play lit. Yeah, exactly. And they just kept playing song after song after song. Mm. And then uh, somebody brought in a classroom full of children Mm. to visit the studio while we were on the air. And there were like 30 little kids running around in the studio. And I'm like, look, we don't have time for this Mm -hmm. right now. We're trying to work. This isn't a good time for the class to visit. And then somebody came in after that and started taking pictures of all of us, like really, really close with a big camera with a big long lens. It was getting right up in our faces and taking pictures. I mean, it was like one thing after another, and I could yeah. not get back to doing my job. Mm-hmm. And it was driving me crazy to the point where I, I did wake up from it. All right, Allie. I was so frustrated. Uh, th- th- it's Thoughts? a lot of layers. A, a lot, lot of layers, layers of Kevin. Um, here's the thing. The songs keeping... Keeping going over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? That means that you feel like people aren't listening to you. You're not allowed to speak. So every oh. time you think it's your time to speak, something is telling you either no, that could be you subconsciously saying, I shouldn't say this, or that other people aren't hearing you. Dear God, I wish that was true. <laughs> right. right. Uh, Am I the, being censored by the man? Uh, the man might be in your head. Okay. Number two, all those children. Yeah. Those represent you. And those represent you looking up at this man with this great job and he feels he's out of control. You don't feel like you're living up to what you thought you would be on the radio. Wow, well, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really mm-hmm. true too, by yeah. the way. Well, that's it super be. true. I mean what? Uh, and then what was the last one? Camera. Camera. Oh, in my face. Yeah, that just Taking means photos. uh you need some work done and you're not you're not comfortable thank you all right that was amazing thank you so much that was really i mean for someone who's bsing i was very impressed with that i mean i admire your skill and i believe every word of it all right 1-800-520-1067 dan and george and chelsea and johnny and Jeanette, angel face everybody just hang on Allie will interpret your dreams when we return right after this on k-rock it's the kevin and bean show K-Rock. Let's take one call. Uh, let's make it Dan and Pico Rivera. Hi, Dan. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Allie can All interpret right, so dreams. We just found out. What do you got for her? This is a dream that I had a few years ago, and it's vivid. It's burned into my conscious. Okay. So I'm in Anaheim, California, mm-hmm. and I know it's Anaheim because for some reason, Mickey Mouse is spray-painted on all the streets. Okay. Okay. And me and Yosemite Sam, uh, the cartoon character, sure. are, uh, are robbing a house. Oh, hold on a sec. Hold on. The cartoon character, not the real Yosemite Sam? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thanks, Bean. Thanks. All right. So you're robbing a house with Yosemite Sam. And he gets paranoid, like I'm trying to cheat him out of the loot. Mm -hmm. And he pulls out his uh, his six shooters, and he starts trying to kill me throughout Anaheim, chasing me down, shooting at me. Right. Okay, this is very easy. Oh. First of all, you robbing a house together means that there is something that you desire or you want that you feel you can't achieve unless you take it by bad means. Mm. What that symbolizes is his mustache. You are trying what? to grow facial hair, correct? <laughs> I do have facial hair, actually. Okay. Oh. You're welcome. Good night, Wait. Dan. Good Wait, night. That's it? That's it? Yeah. 
Okay. All right. All right. Mind blown. Mind Thank blown. you. Mind blown indeed. Thank you. C- congratulations on the facial hair, and I hope you get what you want. Let's take some more calls at 1-800-520-1067. It's time for Alan McKay, Dream Interpreter. Like a pickle? Why can't my boobs get bigger? Allie uh-huh. Dream Interpreter. Wow! Don't pull out. Allie Dream Interpreter. I mean, uh, smell it. Allie Dream Interpreter. Come on now, Allie. Suck it. <laughs> I don't know if any All of those help me with interpreting dreams. Uh-huh. The pickle, yes. Uh, Omar doesn't always match the sound bites <laughs> to the jingle. Okay, that's fine. Hey, let's get dark right off the uh, bat here with George in Koreatown. Please, line two on the Kevin Abin Show, 1-800-520-1067. George, thank you for calling. Holding on, you're on with Allie. Hey, how's it going? I'm the guys on. So I had this dream this morning, actually. It was kind of, it had like multiple parts to it, but... um. So I was in like the warehouse. I was with my coworkers selling beer, so like a brewery. And then two guys committed suicide. Holy Whoa. crap! Whoa! Yeah, they they threw themselves from the top. And what I remember it so well because when I have dreams like this, I try to think about them as soon as I wake up mm-hmm. right away because I know like there's there's like research that within you can forget your dreams within a couple of minutes of waking up if you don't like write them down or you don't think about them. Right. Like right off the bat. So yeah, it was pretty weird and. It's kind of funny that Ali, now, now that Ali's a dream interpreter, so I was like, I have to call. Right. Okay. So you, all right. Yeah, so he's at a brewery. He's having some beers, and mm-hmm. then a couple, of, a couple of people in front of him commit suicide, Ali. What can that mean? Uh, here's the thing. He's having some beers with his coworkers. Right. And then he sees two people commit suicide. Mm-hmm. He has a fear of people leaving him. So are you worried about people in your life, whether it's your coworkers? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess you know, even even work sometimes having to change a career, kind of like mm. you know sucks. And uh, mm-hmm. also you're always always I always have the fear of losing my loved ones because you don't want to lose a loved one. But that's yeah. a that's a drastic manifestation though. They don't just walk out the bar, man. They they kill themselves. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty random, and uh, just to be there with my coworkers. And these are coworkers that I haven't seen in a while because I work in a different region now. So it's like, oh, you know, like, I mean, I keep in touch with them. I just haven't seen them in a while. What kind of beer was it, George? I don't, is that important? Uh, No, no, uh, we were just serving beer, like as if we were serving people, like if we were in a brewery. Oh, oh, that that just means that you feel like you're bad at your job and people are going to kill themselves. That's to- I didn't know you were serving the beer. Yeah, that's totally on you. You don't feel you're a good server of whatever it is you're doing. I'm not sure you're. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, George. Not sure yeah. you made George feel any better, okay. but okay. Well, that's not her job. She's nope. just supposed to interpret Thank you, the dream. Kevin. Uh-huh. That's Thank true. you. Just, you're just bringing the truth. All right. right. How, how about Chelsea Reseda up next, please. Line three on the Kevin DeBeat Show for Allie the Dream Interpreter. Hey, Chelsea. Good Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I keep having recurring dreams about marshmallows, where I walk into a room and there's marshmallows everywhere. I'm pulling them out of my pocket. I get a, people hand me a package and I open it up and it's marshmallows. Mm. Usually my dream ends where I say, why do I keep getting all these marshmallows? And then I wake up. 
Very easy, Chelsea. Marshmallows are something that we look at as comfort, something that's easy. If somebody says, hey, do you want a marshmallow? You take it out of a package. It's right there. You eat it. Simple, easy, no preparation whatsoever. You're surrounded by this, but you're pushing it away. You are trying to reject things that are coming to you naturally. You're trying to sabotage something in your life, Chelsea. What is it? Wow. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to know why it didn't end with s'mores, man. If I was having a dream with marshmallows, well, mine right. would end with she s'mores. Will, she will finally get to that when she stops pushing away the marshmallows. Mm. Right now, you're looking at the marshmallows as something you don't want. But it's easy, and it's comfort, and it's goodness. You Let, need to eat the marshmallows. Eat the so, marshmallows, So, Chelsea. Allie, what, what you're saying is somebody's trying to give her a job that's not right for her, or somebody's trying to date her that's too easy. She deserves somebody better, right. something like that. Is she that what we're looking at? She is sabotaging things that should be coming easy to her. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. There's a little homework for you, a little something for you to think about, Chelsea. Now you know, okay? Got to find my marshmallows. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, we got time for one more, Allie. Which one do you want? Oh, gosh. gosh so many. I haven't even really looked at them. You pick one. Uh, the better answer, uh, halfway with people, uh, <laughs> chased by a murderer. Um, Marshmallows, thanks for calling. That's it. <laughs> oh, no. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. First, though, Allie's here with what's happening on a Tuesday. Katy Perry also at Kaboo, and she's turning her appearance into an opportunity to raise money for a good cause. She's offering fans a chance to purchase a Katy Perry Cares Pass for her performance at the festival on September 16th. Fans who buy the pass, it's going to cost 89 bucks, and you're able to enter the grounds at 6 p.m., and get a good spot for her 7.30 p.m. performance. And then a portion of the proceeds will benefit Music Cares. So you can get those at com backslash Katie Cares. So if you're just a Katy Perry fan... Why not? Uh-huh. What a deal, right? Yeah, agreed. That's pretty good. That's cool. I like it a lot. So, wow, Tara Reid. Now what? She, uh, she had been out... Doing promotion for Sharknado 6, which aired, what, Sunday? Sunday night, maybe? Yeah, and it was, uh, remember what a big deal Sharknado used to be? Sure. Yeah, now everybody you, you talked about really it. really had to be paying attention to even know it was on this year. Yeah, and supposedly this is the last one. This I is hope the so. last hurrah, so they were time traveling. But here's the thing. She isn't doing so well mm. on the press circuit. And oh. hasn't been for a very long time. No. Um, this is a clip of her on Sydney, Australia's Today Extra. And I will say this up front. The delay wasn't helping. So you've got the delay. The anchors are talking. So she starts talking. And then they stop. And it's just back and forth like that. But that's the least of the problems here. This one, you guys, honestly, is beyond that. It's, it's my favorite one. It's so ridiculous. It's so bad that it's good. And it's just, I mean, we've already, like, gone out of space. I already had a baby instead of a shark. I mean, yeah. we, we've done everything. Like, so a little, a little slurry, a little yeah. not all there. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with people who are a little slurry. Well, when I sent it to Omar, he said, oh, my God, this is kept dog levels. <laughs> True. And then I sent him the next clip, which was a television appearance on Fox 5 New York, which she did with Ian Ziering. And the look on his face throughout this whole thing, every time she'd start to talk, you could tell he was like, why is she up here? Why are we allowing her to do this? 
But let me just set it up a little bit. They were talking about how this is possibly the last one. Is that hard for them as a cast? And her response into this is, well, listen. We like a little melancholy because this is it. I, I, I use that word. End. That's a word I always Actors, say. we understand that every gig has a closing curtain. Six years, I think we're all very lucky to have gone this far. Mm. I, you know, I wait with eager anticipation for what's next. I think, like, February, we come down to, like, it's always Valentine's Day. We all see each other, it's like, roses, like, we're Valentine's. Right. And this is going to be different this time. Life goes on. Yeah. He's trying. He literally was just like, life goes on, please stop talking. Here's my question. Why would you allow her to go out and do that? As as the I people, are you just as hoping to get more clicks so then more people maybe watch Sharknado, that type of thing? You're not protecting your stars. Well, no, you're not. Well. No, you're not. It's bad. It's bad news all around. So she wound up tweeting this, and then it was deleted. She tweeted, due to some back issues I'm having, I had to cut my press tour short. I wish I could have been there, especially for my favorite show. And then she listed a show in New York and then said, thank you for your understanding, and I'm hoping to recover from this pain soon. Tune in Sunday, Sharknado, Sci-Fi 6 premieres on Sci-Fi. And then according to The Blast... She then said her Twitter was hacked. It made no sense. Why would I write that? What? Whoa. Yeah, this Whoa. is... Uh, this is uh, Twitter was hacked. This is scary. By the yeah. way, that made sense, what she said. Complete sense. So yeah, that's wh- what she's... Whoever wrote that, yeah. whoever wrote that did a good job. Did Absolutely. A good job. <laughs> did a good job for her. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's just, it's all a pretty bad situation right there. So we're nervous for Tara Reid. Yeah, and a little disturbed that... I, I'm sure Ian had nothing to do with her no, appearing he at all. No, he was trying to keep talking so she wouldn't. Absolutely. But whoever the handlers are in that situation... She has to have PR people, right? Yeah. And even the PR for sci-fi should yeah. have been like, hey, no. <laughs> not going to do it. Not going to do it. This Last time we had her on, which was like three Sharknados ago, she mm-hmm. was almost this bad. I'm sad oh, to see it, it's continued. Not good. Well, this is a story for Bean because he loves it. Remember John Stewart? Remember the John Stewart Daily Show sure, time? Yeah. Well, he swooped in to help two bewildered goats who found their way onto the tracks on the end line in Brooklyn. Their bad day, and by bad I mean bad day, began yesterday morning when the MTA alerted the masses via Twitter to their presence near the 8th Avenue stop in Baybridge. It ended with John Stewart arranging to have them transported to the farm sanctuary shelter in upstate New York. And he showed pictures of himself helping the goats commute to upstate. <laughs> I mean, uh, he he helped goats. I mean, he's got time. He <laughs> does have time. But still, who would do that? Very I would few do that. Were, well, yeah, you might, would, yeah. but very few people, I yeah. think, would get involved in something like Arrange that. Arrange them to go to a, a little sanctuary. Oh, I hope he visits them. Don't you? <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's done enough. He yeah. has done enough, okay. but now I think I feel like there's a relationship. And okay, all right. So you want more from him? I well, I think he could gain a lot by by really. There's something about those goats that really spoke to him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he feels like. He needs to save people. Their life is in peril. All right. We're not I, doing the dream interpreter right? segment anymore. I.E. get back to the Daily Show. <laughs> Help us. Help us. Ben Affleck has broken up with his girlfriend, Lindsay Shookus. They've been dating about a year. 
And this comes on the heels of him being seen out on the town with a 22-year-old Playboy model. Yeah. And he took her to Jack in the Box. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They have, at least they used to, those tacos for like, I, they pay you to eat them, basically. <laughs> That's how cheap they are. Mm-hmm. Jack in the Box tacos are real good when good, you are yeah. hungover is all I'm saying. Mm. All right. I'm going to ask a... Uh... I'm going to ask the question. I don't know if I can get an honest answer out of you mm-hmm. or not, Kevin. All right. God forbid you're single. Right. All right. God forbid, because I know you You know you have a loving wife. But if you were, would you, at this point in your life, date a 22-year-old? Could I? I'm saying yeah. Okay, I'm saying then you yes. could. <laughs> okay, then yes. All right. Is that on the table? I'm just saying. Yes. Is it an option? Sure. All right. Oh, All right. Enough said. All right. Well, I will have some Jennifer Garner news, who, of course, is his ex, coming up in just a bit, as well as a, a new reality show, which is a groundbreaking deal with Netflix. We'll talk about that in just a bit. Oh. But first, some birthdays for you. Casey Musgraves. Serge Tankian, Bo Burnham, and Hayden Panettiere. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot. (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Omar, you have no idea what you're in for, my friend. Really? No idea. And we wanted to save this conversation till Kev Dog was back from vacation because... He has a lot of experience in this area in which we're about to go. Why mm-hmm. don't you tell him what's happening? So my uh, daughter just started playing um, ASO soccer. Mm-hmm. And we have a pre-meeting on Saturday before practice starts. And they kind of like lay everything down when practices are going to be, when game starts. And the one thing that they didn't have is a referee. I guess <laughs> every team has to provide a referee. Yes. 
So the guy, poor coach, um, was there anybody? It would be nice if somebody volunteered right now. And in my head, I'm thinking, you know, when people say they're busy, but they're really not that busy. Right. I'm a guy who says I'm busy. I am always busy because especially right. on the mm-hmm. weekends, DJing weddings. And then this wedding season is m- more busy than usual because I have Friday weddings and then Saturday weddings. Actually, during that meeting, the soccer meeting, I wanted to speed things up because I was on the way to go DJ a wedding. Okay. Okay. okay, so how, why are you wearing so, a, a whistle so, around so, your neck? So, then? so I'm kind of just like waiting around for these a holes to somebody to step up, and nobody would step up. So who needs to step up? No, Big Daddy Pimp Rep. Oh, <laughs> I mean the whistle though. What oh did you say God. when you walked in and I said, "Why are you wearing a whistle?" Uh, I don't even notice it anymore. <laughs> it's, it's just a part of me. Part of you. It's just part of me. Yeah, for sure. And then on the drive home though, after I signed up, I was like. Dude, this is genius because my girl's team is never going to lose. Oh, I see. You're going to cheat. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, let me ask Why you a not? question. Do you know the rules? Offside. That's really oh. painful. Do it away from the mic if you <laughs> okay, would. Okay, okay. Do you know the rules? No, they said I had to go online and do some sort of course <laughs> or oh, something. This is not good. <laughs> no, any of the rules? Ah, wait, it's soccer, please. There's a lot of rules. Uh, there are a lot of rules. Uh, outside, right, please, please stop Tra- doing that. Traveling. There's no traveling. There's no traveling in soccer. Double dribble. Double dribble. There's no but, double dribble. No, but Omar, no. but hold on, hold on, because I'm very confused and I feel like you left out a step here. Okay, you, you've already established how busy you are, how how valuable your free time is. Mm-hmm. And you don't care about soccer. You don't know anything about soccer. I understand no. that you want to go and see your, your daughter play as much as you can, but why did you volunteer to um, referee? Because I want to speed up the meeting a little bit. And <laughs> Just also, to get that meeting over with? No, and also I thought to myself, hey, my daughter is going to remember this forever. Hey, my dad was a referee. My, or, you know, I but mean, will she remember it as a good memory or a bad memory? Hey, once I start fighting with the parents, we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, and that gets into the crux of the matter because I would imagine, Kevin, you're the authority on this, but oh. I would imagine that the person who draws the ire most of the parents on the sidelines who are too involved with what's going on on the field is the ref. Yeah, it's a nightmare. You're in for a nightmare. Because everybody's very, very, very cautious with their own kid. Right. So if another kid runs into them, and maybe they didn't mean it, maybe they did, you can't Uh really tell. You're out of here! No, you don't care. Just there. You're out of here. You got to rule with the iron fist, Kev Dog. It's like, you know what? All these other referees are just weak sauce. Okay, but here's... (laughs) Omar is going to be throwing parents out of the game. Get out of here. Absolutely. I just, Beat it, kid. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, get out of here. You know? The parents are horrible. Again. Because every single one of them only cares about their kid. Right. And what age? Uh, six. Okay, six so usually, eight or so usually, if there's a foul, it's an accident. It's okay. not on purpose. Okay. But the parents think it's on purpose. And get out they, of your parents. And by the way, is it illegal to like carry around like a uh, pepper spray? Yes, because or maybe like a little taser. Yes, oh, they, my God. they got all in my face. Boom! Hey, uh, a little pepper spray. Violence solves everything, <laughs> <laughs> right? The parents are the worst. They're all both side parents mm-hmm. are going to hate you. Why? Because rule with the iron fist. They're gonna be so afraid of me. They're like, oh, dude, that's Big Daddy Pimp Ref. There's no way we're gonna mess with that ref. Are you gonna get a ref shirt with the name on the back? Oh, totally, Big Daddy Pimp. Absolutely. (laughs) They're gonna fear me. It's gonna be my way or the highway. Get out of here, kid. Mia, 
Go ahead and kick. Goal. Ah, oh, she wins the game for everybody. <laughs> that's going to happen every single game, Kevin. And that's oh, going to make no. everyone hate you so much. But you how, know what? Uh, My daughter's yes. a winner. How, how long, Kevin, how many games do you think Omar will survive or will be allowed to referee? Well, I think con- other teams are going to be asking me to ref. Considering he doesn't know any of the rules, first of all. And second of all, he just thinks he's going to throw parents out. I would say the over-under is two games. Really? Really? I would guess that. How many rules are there in soccer? You just kick the ball in the goal. There's, what else is there? Fouls? Offsides. Offsides. You're offsides, kid. You don't really call offsides on six-year-olds for the most part. You should. Teach them a little bit about life. Not everything's handed to you, kid. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then tase them, pepper spray You don't tase anyone. Now I'm on board. You don't pepper spray anybody. None of that. No. All right. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Look, we didn't want to make this file. It wasn't our choice. <laughs> we didn't want to. We didn't sit around and go, hey, we should make a file of bad examples. Right. Okay. All right. Because none of us were really into that. But then what? we were forced. All right. I have two 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 things. Right. Uh, thing one is, am I the only one on the show who gives bad examples? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. Your examples are... Almost never exist in life. No. So the rest of us are living lives, and we know that. Mm-hmm. But okay. you're just guessing at what but, life is like. But here's what you don't understand, and I, and I like to point out again that we're all doing our uh, our, our level best sure. for 22 hours live a week on the radio. But I'm like, I'm like, I've been, to, I've been to. Med- now, why would you? <laughs> I've been to medical school, uh-huh. and I'm a surgeon. Okay, right. I'm a surgeon. <laughs> Let him talk. (laughs) But you guys are asking me to... He's Mr. Bad Example. (laughs) You guys are asking me to scuba dive for buried treasure. He's Mr. Bad Example. He's a surgeon. So you're a surgeon and we're... What? (laughs) You're asking me to scuba dive. We're not. Buried treasure in a shipwreck. That's a different sort of skill. I don't have that skill. I'm trained for something else. No. What you do for a living uh-huh. is talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And right. occasionally, we'll use an example to clarify. Right. Okay. Yours are always spectacular. Well, I'm going to ask you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say maybe that's not true. Why don't you prove it? All right. It's time for Mr. Bad Example. He's Mr. Bad Example. He really sucks. He's Mr. Bad Example. Such a schmuck. He's Mr. Bad Example. You'll see what we mean. He's Mr. Bad Example. His name is Bean. All right, we start with a uh, common topic with Bean, which is that he's going to live to 100. That's Mm -hmm. his goal. It's his dream Mm -hmm. in life. Sure. He needs to live to be 100 years Mm -hmm. old. (laughs) And here he talks about some of the the ways that he cuts danger out of his life to make sure that he'll make it there. Mm -hmm. I 100% expect to live to be 100. One of the ways that I am trying to accomplish that is by removing threats from my life. I am not a guy who's uh, doing dangerous activities. You don't see me uh, skydiving. You don't see me running across uh, busy streets. I mean, I do everything I can to not be (laughs) running across busy streets. Is that something Uh, people do? He's Mr. Bad Example. You know what we should do this afternoon? We should all get together and run across a busy street. He was obviously thinking like, oh, I think kids used to play Frogger. How do I make that into an example? Um, I try to stay out of traffic. I try not to get hit 
But in, you're giving examples. You're in giving, a crosswalk. You didn't say crosswalk. No, I'm running just, across a busy street. No, I'm trying not to get no, hit by cars. Wrong. You weren't talking about a crosswalk where the light has the traffic stop. You were talking about just randomly running across the street where there's traffic. Like what, we all do. Right. What, what was, Chip, you'll know, what was the Eddie Murphy movie where he crosses a freeway through like six lanes of traffic? Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Oh, I was trying to write that I, fictional I, movie. I am careful not to bowfinger it because I plan to live to be 100. All right. Dr. Drew, we were talking to one day, and he was going to be broadcasting from the Citadel that day, and Bean made a joke about it. The problem is I want to listen to Dr. Drew's show on KBC tomorrow, but I have an appointment at the Citadel to get some new luggage, so I don't know how I'm going to be able to do both. Can you help me at all, Drew? It just so happens I'll be there. What? What? I love that the last time Bean got luggage, he made an appointment. Yeah. Really? Who does that? Oh, my God, that's hysterical. Good point. He's Mr. Bad Example. An appointment to get luggage. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I needed an appointment. Oh You'll accept that one then. I will. I've never once made an appointment to get luggage. It's well, not no a thing. No one has, no Kevin. One, that's my point. That's why you're in the file. All right, I believe we were setting up the music of the Armenian comedian, and we may have been exaggerating a little bit. Can you imagine, like, the first time you heard Nirvana? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or the Beatles. Beatles, sure. Right. And they go, wow. This really? Is, yes. Huh. Or, this or, is amazing. Or spoke to Jesus. I mean, it's uh, it's on that level. Right. right. Look. It's a great look. example. Look. There's, I am Mr. Bad Example. He's Mr. Bad Example. Or spoke to Jesus. Where did that come from? See, here's the thing. The other examples that we gave the first time you heard Nirvana is a thing. It happens, uh-huh. yeah. The first time you heard the Beatles is a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's also relevant to being blown away by a recording artist. Talking to Jesus, not a thing. Not a thing. Okay. All right, fair so enough. So you're good with that one, too? Yeah, fair enough. I All see right. Where from. We were talking about trying to get rid of people from your house that wouldn't leave, and a listener named Marina came up with a great idea. Hi, Marina. Thank you for calling. Hey, what's up? What'd you um, do? So my move is I just tell them, uh, I just start, like, have them start helping me with shit around the house. Like, oh, hey, would you help me out with this fence? I've been meaning to fix this. Or like, oh, um, do you, what do you know about toilets? So you give them jobs wow. and yeah. then they want to leave. That's a great That's idea. So Look, since smart. you're here anyway, you need to start changing all the light bulbs in the basement. <laughs> right. I like it. He's Mr. Bad Example. <laughs> Who... Changes out all the light bulbs. Well, here's what happens. When a light bulb goes out, you change it. But Not being, he waits for all of them to go out. You wait for them all to go out in the basement. And then it's a chore. And then you have to do all of them at yes. once. When it becomes pitch black dark. Yes, that's when you start changing mm. bulbs. By the way, what if you want to upgrade from the old That's bulbs not what you were talking about. To the new energy efficient Not what bulbs. you were talking about. Don't try and change your what you were saying. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just saying. And how many people there. in our uh, listening audience have a basement? Right. Okay. I mean, not many. Maybe. Not many. He's Mr. Bad Example. All right, Allie is talking about Aerosmith's... Oh, there can't be more! I had to cut some out. Come on! Uh, She's talking about Aerosmith's residency in Vegas. The shows will go um, some dates in April and then scheduled through July 9th. But members of Aerosmith's Aero Force One fan club (laughs) get the first shot at tickets. Aerosmith's one of my favorite bands. Sure. I I love them so much. Mm -hmm. When I've seen them, I'm astonished at how good they still are. Yeah. 
You know, they're one of those bands that, yeah, they're older. They've been around a long time, almost 50 years now, mm-hmm. but they still bring it. They still really rock. It's not like going to see some, you know, creaky old uh, antique act just barely getting through their songs. They still bring it. You know, those creaky old antique acts. <laughs> <laughs> He's Mr. Bad Example. <laughs> Just a guy on a stage in a rocking chair. <laughs> Look, a lot of times, Kevin, you can identify with this. You start a sentence, and you don't know where it's going to end. Right, but mine never end there. Okay. All right. right. One enough. more. We have one more. Oh, come on. We were talking about things that you put on your dating profile, and we were taking some calls about that. Nobody puts on their profile. I've got some real mommy issues, or man, you can't believe you can't believe this how scabby I am, or whatever oh, it is. Oh man, no, I'm, I'm pointing that out. That's oh, a terrible example. I'm pointing that out as something you don't put on your dating profile. Right? Okay? No one does. Don't put me in that Mr. Bad Example That's file again. In. He's Mr. Bad Example. <laughs> Come on. You're giving an example of something no one has ever done. But I'm a great surgeon. I'm just not a great diver for buried treasure. He's Mr. Bad His name is Bean. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Tuesday morning, our final look at what's happening. Here's Ellie. Bean, I think it's it's important that we admit to our wrongdoings. And we let Kevin know that we're sorry, mm-hmm. and it's been years that we've that we've made fun of you for this, and we're we're very sorry. You've been off a few days, mm-hmm. so when this news broke, I'm glad you weren't here because it would have been unbearable. unbearable Kevin would have been insufferable. Yes. And by the way, I'm not co-signing on your apology okay. yet, and I have what? my reasons okay. why, but we will discuss. I too have reasons why I don't feel. As bad. You both are already backtracking on an apology that you haven't made yet. Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) So, Ariana Grande, or as you like to say... Ariana Grande? Was on Beats One, Mm -hmm. and the DJ Ebro asked her if she was going to keep her name or hyphenate it when she married Pete Davidson. So, would she remain Ariana Grande, or as you say... Ariana Grande? Or would she be Ariana Grande Davidson? Right. Her answer changed. Well, it shook the world. It, 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 he's not over It, the world? it, it changed everything. <laughs> everything. Here is Ariana's response. My grandpa said Grandy. So should we all be saying Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because, like, Grandy was kind of like the, like, I guess Americanized version of it, you know? Like, made it more like, you know, chill, like, whatever. And then my brother was like, we should say Grande. It's so fun to, like, say it. It's, like, funny. It's, like, a funny name. And my grandpa... But I think of him, and I and I grew up saying Grandy, and I think of my grandpa, and I wish I said Grandy more. Here's why I'm not giving you a full apology. By the way, thank you to everybody that tweeted me that to let uh-huh. me know that How that many? had happened. Like, hundreds, uh, right? A whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you all. Uh, here's the thing. Her grandfather changed it to Grandy because he didn't want people here in America thinking, oh, look at this Italian guy. So he changed it to Grandy to sound whiter. No, he always called her Grandy. It was everybody else that called her Grande. Uh, No. No. No, she's saying that her grandpa, when he came to America from Italy, tried to fit in as an American Mm -hmm. by not having a foreign-sounding name. So he changed the pronunciation of their family name to Uh, Grandy. Hear it again. Absolutely. 
Because you guys are trying to wiggle out of this, and I'm not nope. going to let you. <laughs> no, nope. Grandpa said Grandy. So should we all be saying Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because, like, Grandy was kind of like the, like, I guess Americanized version of it, you know? Boom. It made it more, like, you know, chill. Like, made it more whatever. chilled. And then my in. brother was like, we should say Grande. It's so fun to, like, say it. It's, like, funny. It's, like, a funny name. And there should, are, so her there, brother said, we should say Grande because it's funny. It's like a funny name, meaning it wasn't Grande before no, he came up with it. it was Grande, Wrong. but he tried to make it sound more American. And as she said, chill, so he could fit in more here in America. It was Grande forever. Then why did she say that her brother came up with Grande? Because they changed it back with Grande to Grande. Because it would be funny. They changed uh, it right, back hold, to Grande. Hold, all right, one more. Hold. One more pass. All right. All right. Made it more like, you know, chill, like whatever. And then my brother was like, we should say Grande. It's so fun to like say it. It's like funny. It's like a funny name. Her brother said we should say Grande. It's like funny. It's like a funny name. It's it our wasn't name. the name before. It was our name it the wasn't. whole time. That's not but what he's then saying. Gra- play it from That's the beginning. That's not what he's saying. Play it from the beginning, oh, Ben. Play it from suck. the beginning. My grandpa said Grandy. So should we all be saying Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because like, Grandy was kind of like the, like, I guess Americanized version of it, you know? Like, made it more, like, you know, chill, like, whatever. And then my brother was like, we should say Grande. It's so fun to, like, say it. It's, like, funny. It's, like, a funny name. All right, let me ask you a question. Yes. It, does he say we should say Grande because it's so funny? It's like a funny name. She, if it was her name, the girl is not bright. And, she and her, couldn't have said, "Well, it's originally Grande." Then my grandfather changed it to that's fit because in. It wasn't. She didn't no, say that. She didn't say it. he changed hold it. On, You're hold not on. following. Hold simple on, Kat, Ariana Grande. Hold on. First of all, her brother and Ariana's telling of her brother's story is very inarticulate. Oh, I see. What happened was. Two generations down the road, now there's lots of foreign-sounding names, mm-hmm. and it makes more sense to go back to Grande because it's accepted now. There's no stigma with being from Europe anymore because now America is more of a melting pot. Go back pot. to Grande? What are you talking about? A brother said, let's just call that. It's funny. What, what I'm that's saying what is, he said. That's the inarticulate part of how she's telling the story. Oh, that's she's clear. telling it inarticulately. But, okay, now let me ask you this question, Kevin, and see if you've got an answer for this. All right. And by the way, you're a pretty sore winner right now. I'd like to, <laughs> because I'd like I'm, not winning. Both, I'm not winning. Both of you are taking away your apologies. All right. Will you agree that the family came from Italy originally? Sure. Is there any chance in a million years, knowing what you know about the Italian language, that back in Italy, their home country, that last name was pronounced, knowing how it's spelled, Grandi. Is there any chance in Italy... So you're asking me if my knowledge of Italian mm-hmm. would yes. overrule the story that she told. I'm asking you if do you think G-R-A-N-D-E she could have said possibly... It was Grandy. Could it have no, possibly... No, she didn't she say that. She didn't say that. She said her grandfather said Grandy to be more she chill say and that. Americanized. Hold on. Let's do it again. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. You guys suck. My grandpa said Grandy. So should we all be saying Grandy? Well, my brother kind of changed it to Grande because, like... My brother changed okay, it listen, to Grande. Now, hold on, hold why. on, hold on. He didn't change it back to Grande. He changed it to to Grande. Keep playing. Grandy was kind of like the, like, I guess Americanized version of it, you know? Like, Boom. made it more, like, you know, chill, like, Boom. whatever. And then my brother was like, we should say Grande. It's so fun to, like, say it. It's, like, funny. It's, like, a funny name. Okay, so if you say it's, like, funny, it's, like, a funny name, you're not talking about your real name. Again, she's not bright. Oh, so it's her storytelling that's the issue. You guys can't just say you're sorry. 
I would say, uh, sorry, if the name was Grandy the whole time. It was. Her grandpa said it. For one generation when they moved to America. Yes. So two generations. Two. (laughs) Listen, let's not talk about my math. Bean, your apology. I'm going to take a recess right now because I'm so mad at both of you guys. I'm about to hold both of you in contempt. You're both horrible people because you won't apologize. I'm going to say again, Kevin, and every person listening will back me up on this. There's no way the name was Grandy when the family was still in Italy. You're 1,000% guessing. I'm not guessing. You could be right, but you're 1,000% guessing. I'm not guessing. You are. Well, why would Grandy then be the Americanized chill version what would the non-Americanized, non-chill version be? The correct version, which is grande. I rest my case, Your Honor. So when he says we should say grande because it's funny and we people and we'll laugh, he's saying that about her real name. He says that about your real name. Hey, yes, we it, should call you Ellen McKay because McKay is funny and the blah, way, blah, blah. You don't the do way that. she described it, that's how she described mm-hmm. it. Yes, and it was very poorly described. I see. So she described it poorly. You're both horrible people, Jeez. and you should be in the ground. Well, this escalated quickly. This took a real turn. <laughs> okay, sorry. So I guess Kevin didn't deserve an apology after all, Allie. It sounds that went south so fast. Uh, uh, it may be my bad. I'm going a little far on that one. But apologize for God's sakes, people. Yeah, okay, Kevin, you were right for two generations that he changed his name to Grandy. Bean? Um, yeah, the family name, they, they tried to Americanize it by mispronouncing mm-hmm. it as Grandy. Yes, you were correct that you knew that, but that's still not relevant to how Ariana pronounces her name and has pronounced it her whole life. And kids, kids, uh, you're both just awful. Don't put in, and you knew that, like somehow he knew that his, her grandpa said it. <laughs> well, it was a lucky guess. That was nice. Okay. Please, you both In suck. America, you should be ashamed. Right. Well, this, this just, didn't go as planned. Because it wasn't the feel-good segment I was hoping for. <laughs> because everybody tweeted me, hey, Kevin's been right all along. Because they didn't actually oh, listen they didn't to it. They just, the poor storytelling of no, Ariana. They just That's read, absurd. They just read the header, have we been saying Ariana Grande wrong the whole time? And the answer is yes. Bong, bong. Thank you. Happy birthday, Lisa. Bo Burnham. Casey Musgraves. Search Musgraves, by the way. Musgraves. Hayden Panettiere. Worst apology ever. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was more than you deserved. It wasn't. <laughs> I deserve more than that. It's possible we were wrong. I want to hear you say that. It's uh, possible. I'd rather you Google it. <laughs> I will say it's possible. Okay, it's, Bean. It's not. See, don't no, see. You got to okay, follow that. All right. Up. It's possible. Bean. Is it possible the moon landing was faked? I mean, that's yeah, not, that's it's not it. Is possible, it possible that you're wrong? I guess it's unlikely. See, you, you have to qualify. You're both horrible people. It's and we not- should be in the ground. <laughs> and I heard a guy say that. We went a little far. <laughs> All right. Kevin, can you take a few more days off, please? Sure. You're both horrible. Are you done? I already said and that's what's happening. My bad. <laughs> Thank you, Allie, on your drive home today. Let's do a commercial free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness in these SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Um, animal stories tomorrow. A brand new Who's the Dick on tomorrow's show, which is both of you, by the way. Oh, okay. And uh, more passes for Caboo Del Mar also tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.